And the show has started. We've got Steed and we've got little Stevie back on the show. Woo, welcome. Never been here for the start of the show. This is incredible. That's true. Yeah, you're always like calling in like mid-show or something like that. I've never heard the and the show has started. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Not live. Wow. Wow. Well, next That's time I nuts. see you in person, I'll do it for one for you in person, too. Oh, beautiful. Uh, so, Stevie, at what point do you get old enough or large enough that you're no longer, no longer little Stevie? I, I mean... Wait, little Wayne, still Little Wayne, you know. I don't think it ever wears off. <laughs> I'd say if you birth a kid, a boy, it's got to be a boy, though. You got to think too. When Fat Joe lost weight, like he's not Skinny Joe or regular a- average Joe, like he's still Fat Joe. But he's still yeah, that's... he's still pretty big though. But like Little Bow Wow is Bow Wow now. Little Bow Wow is that's Bow-Wow. true though. Okay, that that. That's a great counter-argument. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just depends on the guy. I think if you have gray hair, you can't be lol anymore. That's my kind of thought. I'm all about me, baby. Uh, something that just popped up uh, recently for me is I was driving by a lot of... Uh, I, actually, Steed, I called you right after this whole, this whole idea came into my head. And so, Stevie, oh, yeah. I'm going to need your thoughts on this as a promotional item and also as a good deed. <laughs> so I was driving in Chicago. It's warm out right, you know, in the summer right now. And there is a lot of homeless people outside. Some of those homeless people are wearing not nice shirts or no shirts at all. You take your shirt off, yeah. you know, you, you have a beer. So I was thinking we help each other out. You know, I think the problem that a lot of people have with homeless people asking for money is that they don't get anything back, right? So in this case, mm-hmm. we understand that's a mutual agreement. I'm going to give you a Chubstep T-shirt, Chubstep Podcast T-shirt, and you're going to wear it around while you're asking for money. Therefore, advertising my podcast and also giving you a nice shirt. Well, the first thing you got to think of is: Do you agree that all press is good press? Yes. Yes, we do. Then, then you're in. That's all we need to know. <laughs> I don't think that somebody would associate, like, I don't think somebody would assume a homeless person is a representative of, of my podcast because, they, uh, because they're wearing a Chubstep t-shirt. Like, you don't assume if a homeless person is wearing, like, a Nike shirt that they're representative of Nike, you know? No, but counter-argument, if you saw a... Uh, a homeless person wearing a shirt that said 
open floor podcast, would you go and search for open floor, or would you be like, I'm I, never listening to that? I would, if I, I wouldn't if I saw one, but if I saw twenty of them, yes, wearing that shirt, <laughs> yes, that would get me. That is also, yeah, that's a great, that's another great point. I was just going to say, there's no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing. That's true. That's true. But my thought is, me and uh, Steed, it's a little confusing with Steve and Steed. So, uh, me and Steed, uh, we did a trip after high school to the Badlands. And when you're driving to the Badlands in South Dakota, there is a an insane amount of these billboards for this this place called Wall Drug. And yeah. The first one you see, you kind of ignore. You're like, whatever, right? It doesn't mean anything to me. And then you, as you start driving through the state, every, it, I mean, it is insane the amount of billboards they buy. But it is, it is almost There's probably like over a hundred. Yeah, just on this, uh, just the direction we were driving to on that one road. And it's not an exaggeration. There, there is probably a hundred billboards by the time you get from like enter South Dakota. By the time you get to like where it is in South Dakota, and. And so all you just see, and there's stupid billboards like uh, ten, you know, free water or uh, ten cent coffee, you know, little dumb things like that. But you, at this point, you've seen so many of them, and now you're just curious what this place is. You have to stop by. And guess what? Guess how you think it is, Steve? When you when you go and you uh, when you go to Wall Drug, I'm sure it's not great. It's not great. No, it's it's a <laughs> tourist trap. It sucks. The food was not good. There was nothing entertaining about it. They, <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> I didn't know you were gone. Uh, the uh, old Chuff Set podcast just started playing and it disconnected me from the call. I was very confused. <laughs> uh, but I was talking about wall drug steed, and it it, it sucks, uh, right? It's what? It sucks. That place sucked. It pissed me off so much. They were like buffalo burgers, and you get in there and. Go to taste a buffalo burger. It's just a freaking hamburger, probably. Yeah, it's probably there's probably like five percent buffalo meat, so they're gonna call it a buffalo burger. Dude, not even. No way they're slaughtering that many buffalo <laughs> for that horrible of a burger. It was it was one of the worst burgers <laughs> I've ever had in my life. It was like a frozen one of those frozen gray patties you'd get at like a bad lunchroom, you know that kind of thing. But it was supposed to be a buffalo yeah. burger. Probably paid like twelve bucks for it or something stupid. And uh, I yeah. remember we... St- it was just a truck stop. We stole the salt because we were so upset. Oh, yeah. There was like a container, you know, like a salt container on the table. We just stole that because we were so upset. But... Those bastards. This is this is leading me to the story that you see something enough times and it, 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 it's such a... You know, it's so... It stands out that at some point it's going to draw your attention. Yes. And so this... Uh, I told this... I met up with Greg, Chubstep Greg the a few hours after we had talked about it and i tell him i'm like blah 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 and he just goes 90s radio i was like what he's like oh yeah all the 90s uh radio guys would do that so uh i guess it's been proven to work jay oh interesting so i'm not the first person to think of this yeah i guess 90s radio guys uh got there first but nobody remembers them like they faded away so there you go Probably all dead now. And I think repetition, it's proven to work. Because think about any podcast advertisements you ever heard. Yeah. Like Cricket Wireless, Meat Undies, uh, Casper Mattresses. I yep. wouldn't know what any of that shit was unless I heard it 5,000 times. Yeah. Being yep. mentioned. That's true. You know what? You know what the worst podcast advertisement that I got to say? 
What's that? It's definitely, um, it's definitely to me. I didn't even give you guys a chance to answer. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say that Rams book um, about the history of the Rams. Whoa! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I know that's the one you advertise on your podcast. I, Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. Shut it down. Blitz Glamour and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams by Jim Hawk. A book well worth your. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> save it for uh, what's what's your podcast name again? <laughs> Budding heads. Yeah, save it for budding heads on Rams Talk Radio. We just have unofficial sponsors over here. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, to me, though, it is easily ZipRecruiter because you have, have you ever used ZipRecruiter? You know what? I no. I actually did use ZipRecruiter once when I was hiring for my current uh, the yeah person that's working for me in my current job. Was it the best way to hire? No, it was not. No, it Ooh. It yeah, is it the sucks. worst one of the job hunting platforms, like, by far. Yes. There's no way they get you a qualified candidate within minutes. They just get you candidates. Exactly. Exactly. Qualified. qualified. Because you're not going to hire them. They're just people. Exactly. They give you names. They, they give you names. And what I found is that for the for the price that we were putting out there, it's like people just applied for the jobs and not looked. It didn't Like, the jobs they matched us up with were not even in like the categories we were looking for. Like I had was like, Hey, this is an entry level job. It's not paying, you know, a ton. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody that was applying for the job was like, yeah, I need like significantly more than that. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's in, it's in the job description of how much is getting paid. So <laughs> don't apply for the job. I'd like, I'd like triple the money and no, I did not go to college. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Yeah, good point, Steve. Cool. Good point, little Stevie. Good point. The worst. So, actually, I do want to talk about. Let's talk about stuff you're up to because that's the reason we have you on the show. Part of it, you know, other than your other than your insight. So, you were doing your podcast, Butting Heads. Uh, that's with yep. Rams Talk. And how many times a week is that now that it's the off season? We still we've still been doing it once a week. Um, it's. If any, I don't know if anyone listening to this listens to our podcast, but it has been a slog to come up with content at times. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, we did a segment in June, which I called "Do We Give a Shit," and I read a bunch of headlines, and we had to decide if we cared about them or not. Most of them were pretty dumb. Like uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but the Rams' new stadium is going to be shaped like a ram, like the Rams logo. <laughs> Whoa! Barely. like you have to really stretch to see it you yeah i mean like you could see it but it's also like not really gonna look like a ram and which my rebuttal was my my church growing up because i went to catholic school the church we went to if you flew over it it looked like a dove but it was just a really crappy weirdly built building and nobody was flying over this random church in Danbury, Connecticut <laughs> yeah. low enough to see that it looked like a dove. It was incredibly stupid and a horrible feat of architecture. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we've, we missed a couple weeks here and there, but we've mostly been doing once a week right now. We're going through their schedule in four game blocks because there's not much else to talk about in July. Yeah. It, it is probably the most brutal time for sports uh, radio in general. I just basically at resort, like if I'm going to, I would almost rather listen to a commercial break on like local Chicago sports radios than listen to them talk about baseball. So I just, 
I it's I basically just have to have a podcast or some sort of music playing. I can't listen to local radio uh, in the summertime. Oh, Pat's gonna be pissed when he listens to this. Pat one. knows that. Pat knows I can't listen to those guys, especially some of the Chicago ones. I'm not big fans of, but but I appreciate you powering through it and coming up with content because I would. That's what I'm saying, Stevie. I'd much rather listen to you talk about you know headlines that you don't care about than listen to like uh, you know what the Sox farm team is looking like in july right yeah so yeah and people people still listen i yeah. i i thought our listeners would dip a lot after the season or at least after the draft and like they they took a, a dip obviously because like no i'm not really listening to football pods until like the end of this month but yeah yeah like not not nearly as much as i expected like the numbers are still pretty good so i definitely appreciate people that are listening to this and then the other podcast you do, and I don't know if you do a third one. I don't think you do right now, but uh, Tejas and Little Stevie is is honestly one of my favorite podcasts. And every time you guys make one, I'm always there to listen right away. Uh, any news on a new Tejas and Little Stevie? Uh, I'd say I'd expect one within the next month. <laughs> okay. I hopefully there's no way. We <laughs> I mean, I think it's more on me. Chris will text me sometimes, and I just like, yeah, let's do it. And then we just don't end up doing it. Yeah. Let's see. Our last one was May. Uh, we're overdue. May 1st. We teased everyone. We did two I know. podcasts I... in like three weeks. <laughs> well, you do that every once in a while. It'll be like, oh, wait, no, we're going to have another one soon. And then it'll be like three months, and then you've got another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to try and get that done in the next two or three weeks, hopefully. Uh, we'll have to make it happen because football's right around the corner. Well, uh, we never talked about Game of Thrones, so we'll be even later than you guys talking about the end of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, just in time for the digital re-release or director's cut or something. Yeah, just in time for the Emmys, probably because they got nominated for like a billion. Oh, oh that's yeah, right. that's right. There was no other shows even on. It was just Game of Thrones every channel all year. So, hey, as you know, I listen. I watch a lot of obscure TV. That's true. <laughs> well, yes. that's that's what I wanted to talk about is that last time we had you on, you were talking about new TV shows. And then, as you noticed in a recent podcast, I talked about your good article about finales. And then I didn't really have the reference of where people could actually <laughs> could actually read it, which, which didn't right. really help when I was trying to you know, promote your thing. But why don't you tell people about um, where that article was or just – what other articles and stuff you're writing? Yeah, I, I wrote that article without a website, and I was just reaching out to people to get it published. It's on a website called Cultured Vultures. Uh, I will tell you what, I'll reply to the link of this podcast getting tweeted out on the Chubstep Twitter. Okay. Uh, what's the plug? Chubstep Podcast. At, yeah. at Chubstep we don't, Podcast. With Twitter is the one we probably use the least, but... Yeah, we can do that. We're more of Instagram guys. Now, now. we're Instagram guys. I'll, I'll I'll respond on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, I will this year. I'll probably be doing some writing on Rotoballer.com. The most yes, some fantasy takes. Uh, I did a pretty big deep dive on Todd Gurley. If you just go on Rotoballer.com and search Todd Gurley, yep, there you'll find my article. It's just called. Um, I don't know. It's the one that's obviously a long article about Todd Gurley. What's What's your take on Gurley? Just briefly. Hey, let me give you the quick hits. Number one, apparently he injured his knee in week one last year. Oh, that SOB. 
So that means he did all this shit that he did last year on an injured knee. Number two, after he injured his knee, um, he still ran for 100 yards in the playoffs. Everyone acts like he didn't play in the playoffs. He was there. And number three, they have so much money committed to him that, like, they're not – they're probably going to cut back his work a little bit, but they're not going to not use him because you don't have that guy there not to use him. So I think – I wouldn't say he's fine. I think his career might get shortened a little bit because of the arthritis in his knee, but I think he's going to get the ball and be way more than people think, and I don't think his production is going to fall off, or at least like not substantially. Like If I'm talking fantasy, I wouldn't take him number one, but... Maybe number seven. The first middle, middle late. Middle late, yeah, and I, he's falling to the second round in a lot of drafts, and people are like, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking him in the second. Like, you take that shot in the second. That's he's the still a beast. Make the winner lead. Yeah, it's just, it, I don't think he's going to miss a lot of games. I think they're going to be smart about his knee. And it's it's something that, like, you factor in, or teams have probably been factoring in since he got surgery on his ACL, because apparently that's what it's stemming from. Is And he got that four years ago. Okay, so... You used to have a podcast called Hot Takes. Was that correct? Was that the name of it? I'm trying to think of what it was called. Bold Predictions. Bold Predictions. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> Close, Close enough. Close enough. Okay. So what is your bold predictions for? There's been a crazy amount of changes in the NBA uh, this offseason. What are your bold predictions for NBA offseason? So that I can bring it up when you're on in a couple months, I can tell you how wrong you are. NBA predictions. Here's my boldest prediction. It's okay. funny that it's bold now. The Warriors win the title. What? That's bold. I know. <laughs> That's very bold. Some people are Look, saying they the wouldn't thing, like to make playoffs or something. Like you know, I've heard dumb things like that. Yeah, I think Curry will carry them to the playoffs. Look, you, you, the the art of a bold prediction is to say something that like you think that is in the realm of possibility, but if it doesn't happen. You could just say it was a bold prediction. And you don't look like an idiot. Uh, but, <laughs> like a win-win. Yeah. Look, if they get Clay Thompson back in, I don't know, February, and they're in the playoffs, and everybody's healthy, and D'Angelo Russell Russell meshes into their team, you still got Curry, you still got Clay, you still got Draymond. Now you have Russell. That's just another scorer. The league is weaker. Uh, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win, but actually, yeah, I am. That's my bold prediction. I'm yeah. just going to get full on behind it. <laughs> that is bold. Very bold. <laughs> um, yeah. I also think that Russell Westbrook and James Harden is going to work. I think you look at those two guys, they, they've accomplished everything in the NBA outside of winning a title. And more importantly, they actually like each other. So, I think it's. I think it'll work. I, I don't know if they're going to win, but I think they'll be. It'll work a lot better than people expect because they'll make it work. Okay, but will their State Farm commercials work better than the Chris Paul James Harden ones? Because I can't stand <laughs> watching those and seeing Oscar from The Office. Like we didn't know who Oscar was. Like I can't stand seeing an actor that I know very well pretend that he's a State Farm agent. Like that just doesn't work for me at all. <laughs> Well, what do you want him to do? Who do you want him to hire? Just a rando? Well, like the the two insurance, there's two insurance ones that do that. Him, uh, that, and then the, uh, what's the other one? Or maybe that one is, 
that might be a State Farm one too. The guy from uh, what's the drummer movie? Uh, uh Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. That's what I was thinking of. That's that's Farmers. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So those two, the Farmers one doesn't bother me as much, but Oscar for some reason really bothers me because he's also playing more of a character as a State Farm agent, whereas J.K. is just more of a like a representative of the company. Yeah, it's pretty insane that J.K. Like he was doing those commercials before he yes. like kind of blew up to another level and like he's still doing them, but they haven't even like amped it up. Like he's still doing the same shtick that he was when he wasn't that big. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just basically the biggest, adv- you know, advantage of this whole trade for me, was just not, I don't have to see Chris Paul and James Harden in the same state farm commercial. Cause it really, it just, it's I not working what, for me. Bold prediction. They had their contracted to do another commercial, and they both do it. Damn! <laughs> wow, that's bold. Very bold <laughs> that's prediction. Bold. Very bold prediction, and one I'm not happy with. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I know my bold prediction? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Knicks in the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> now that's that's bold, baby. <laughs> the, the the best part is Knicks fans would be so pissed if they made the playoffs. <laughs> no, they they actually would. But like, it's not it's not totally out of the realm of possibility because the East, um, like I think the Sixers and Bucks are as good as anybody, and then like the Nets, the Raptors, the Pacers are all good, the Celtics. But like, they're competing for a playoff spot with like the Magic, the Pistons. Um, yeah, I don't even know the Heat now. I guess are in the mix again. Like, it, it's not going to happen. But our hey. R.J. Barrett might go off, and then, uh, you know, Knicks in the playoffs. Bold prediction. That's bold. Very yeah, bold. That might top my Warriors state. <laughs> that would well, be we'll see which one ends up being right. My favorite part about the Knicks offseason is, like, they'd sign one player, and then you'd be like, all right, that's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty decent deal. Like, like, look, like they get, I don't know, let's say, for, for you guys, the analogy, they signed Bobby Portis. They overpay him a little, but it's like, you know what? They're not going to do anything with the money. They got Bobby Portis on a short-term deal. Like, sure, why not? And then they do the same thing with Taj Gibson, who plays the same exact position, who's not that much different of a player. They already have Julius Randle, so they just sign three power forwards. Like, you can't put three power forwards on the floor at the same time. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Maybe they can. I'm not a coach. Yeah, Taj Gibson's getting paid uh Paid fourteen million dollars. Yeah, they yeah. they next year they're paying a combined, um, like fifty million to Julius Randle, Todd Gibson, and Bobby Portis, who all play the same position. It's, it's you know what that's smart because now they got that position locked down in the whole league. All right. Yeah, but like they're not. None of them are that. <laughs> none of them are that good. good. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Depth. They're Depth. gonna sell a lot of tickets. They're gonna make the money. Yep. And make the playoffs with R.J. Barrett. <laughs> All right. I think, that's, I think that's as much Knicks talk as people can handle. I think we have to move on. <laughs> Dude, people love the Knicks. They're <laughs> America's love, team. They're not. The Mecca. The Mecca. All right. So <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk. Uh, Steve knows. Little Stevie knows that we're doing Billy Bob Thornton now for our movie review. And Little yep. Stevie, in one of his many talks about film and television and all that stuff, got me into the show Fargo. 
So for Billy Bob Thornton Review, I want to review Fargo. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. And do me a favor, once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's like this, you can say three but not four. It's funny because we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino. So. Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds. Anything before ni- uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut the f- up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We, we took a, the guy who was 6'5 and shrunk him down for the f- movie. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God oh. damn it. I mean, seriously. What is he dwarf? Of course he's that f- short. That's... What kind of question is that? Am I on f- acid? Fargo's a great show. Yeah. Have you seen it, Steed? I so I saw like season one when it like first came yeah, out. That's one Billy Bob Thornton. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's all I don't remember about. it. Okay, perfect. So we'll we'll refresh you. So yeah, I I watched some clips today to prepare. I did not rewatch the whole season. No, I didn't rewatch the whole season either. So why don't you tell? I so oh, what are you gonna say, Steed? Oh, uh, I've actually been up to uh, Minnesota, like where this was based out of. Cause they're in like Brainerd, and I've been uh, I've driven past the Paul Bunyan sign before, nice. like that big Paul Bunyan yes. thing in the show. Well, it's in the movie. I don't know if it's in the show, but the the movie is different than the show, and just the show is just similar in the sense that it's like people in North Dakota slash Minnesota that have just insane murder things happen around them. That's kind of just it's, yeah. it follows the same theme as the movie, but it's not really nothing to do with the movie. That's, that's one of my favorite movies ever. Well, in, in season one, this is the only season they tie into the movie at all because they have uh, the briefcase, uh, which whatever the grocery store king guy digs up, uh, which is the briefcase they buried at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know if but I ever that, put that together or not. They knew they were going to make it a show 20 years later. You never know what's going. Isn't this supposed to be your, on a cliffhanger? Steve, okay, so give people an overview. Isn't this supposed to be a true story? So in the movie, they open it by saying it's based on a true story, and they just change the names and the yeah. places and the people, but the events have placed the same. And they say it in the show too, but no, it's I don't know why they did that. It was just like a weird Coen Brothers thing that they did for the movie, and. Um, they just kept it for the show. So no, nothing in the show actually happened. Wait, well, how can you just say that at the beginning and just none of it's true? I have no idea. <laughs> like they, they just took that right out of the movie because they did the same thing. But okay, it's well, not I was true. under the assumption this is all true. So this is okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> good to know. So now I know this is all a lie. So uh, give people a brief explanation of of what happens in season one of Fargo. Yeah, so it's an anthology series, so every season's different, but they all kind of have threads that tie together. And as we mentioned with the movie in season one, I did. So basically, I guess the main plot of season one is this guy, Lester, played by Martin Freeman, who you may know as The Hobbit. Bilbo Baggins. Uh, Bilbo Baggins, yeah. He he doesn't like, he's like a very miserable, like, working class guy hates his wife, hates his life. Uh, he, I don't remember what happens first or second, but he meets Lauren Malvo, Billy Bob's character, and complains to him about how he doesn't like this guy, that he's a piece of shit. And 
Lauren Malvo like says like do you want me to do something about it or something like that and he's like yeah and then Lauren kills this guy Billy Bob and also in the same episode uh, Lester kills his wife I don't think he meant to kill his wife but he did he hit her in the head with a hammer and it went way harder than he thought well <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to hold up in court. <laughs> so <laughs> then he calls. Hard, yeah. yeah, he calls Billy Bob over and he helps him clean it up. And then they're kind of tied together, even though Lester doesn't really want them to be. And the whole thing is the whole main plot is like uh, Lester, Martin Freeman's character, like kind of breaking bad throughout the episodes. But Billy Bob's character is already a sociopath the entire series. And it's like a mass murder. And the like other plot is the cops on the show, um, which was Colin Hanks. I don't remember. Colin is Hanks Colin is Hanks of... a cop or is he the postal guy? Uh, man, I can't remember. But well, Colin Hanks and uh, Allison Tomlin's character. I think she's the cop, and he is like her UPS driver, and they start dating, and she. And he helps them. I, I know, yeah, catch. I know he's associated with it. I don't know necessarily. Yeah, it's been a little bit since I've seen it, but I'm probably over explaining things. But basically, yeah. they're chasing him the whole time, and the cast of the show is loaded. Uh, Dennis Reynolds is in it. I have contained my rage for as long as possible, but I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. Keith Peeler in it. it Dennis Reynolds uh, is a like he's like a gay um, trainer. If I remember yeah. right, right? Like, he's a very strange role. His character is insane in that show. <laughs> yeah, like a um, lot of fake tan and yeah. stuff like that. Um, to give a Jared-style reference, a guy who everyone knows as Nicky Rubenstein from Entourage is in this show. Uh, he plays Mr. Mr. either Mr. Wrench or Mr. Numbers. I don't know. But basically, it's like just another show that takes place in the Spargo universe. And it's fucking awesome. And it's just like kind of weird, quirky Minnesota humor and a lot of brutal murders. And it just like escalates incredibly quickly throughout the season. I don't want to give everything away if you haven't yeah. seen it, but you should go watch it immediately. Because uh, I, to me, Jared, I don't know if you agree, this is one of my favorite television seasons ever made. I would agree with that. I, I think because it and it starts off kind of it's one of those shows that just builds and builds and builds. Mm-hmm. on itself and it just like it's like how could this keep you know and that's why <laughs> knowing that it's fake uh you know it makes more sense because it's just like this is insane but it's it's very well done uh you also missed that bob odenkirk is in this and kate walsh is also in this right i forgot odenkirk's in the first season yes uh so there's there's it 10 it's like one of those things you're watching it and you just see like a ton of people you recognize and they're all good actors and it's just a very well written show I would say most just very well written, very well acted. It's like everything you need, and it's uh, you know, it's pretty intense. Yeah, and yeah. I think the second season is closer, equally as good. I, I think season one's number one, but season two clap cast is pretty loaded too. Yes. From this moment forward, I decree no more schnitzel or strudel. Let's get some American food up in there. Season three, I think, is a little worse, but it's still, like, worse than Fargo isn't saying much. Yeah. And then, Jared, I don't know if you've heard, season oh, I four know. is yep. that Chris Rock 
coming yes. to the table. And they're filming it in Chicago. Oh, they're wow, filming. That's know. why I know about it. Yes, they're filming a big portion of it in Chicago. Damn. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. And I, like I said, he's. Is you. You don't have to watch each season in order, but I think you would if you're going to want start watching the series. That's the way to do it. And it's. Uh, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Top tier Billy Bob movie. A Davy Crockett on the Alamo scale. I thought he'd be taller. That's the what we're doing. Ooh, got a Davy Crockett. Yeah, Davy Crockett. Already. Did he win? I'm looking at now. Did he win the Emmy for this show? Uh, Davy Crockett? No, Billy Bob. <laughs> oh, Billy. I have no idea. I, I uh, have my computer on airplane mode because I don't have my charger. He, he he did not. I'm pretty sure he lost to Benedict Cumberpatch. Oh, screw that guy. Wow. Gotta you got to yes, be kidding me. For what? What else does that guy need in his... Screw him. God. Screw Cumberbatch. What I'm guessing happened is Martin Freeman and Billy Bob got split votes and Sherlock oh came God, out on it. it. I'm guessing the British people somehow took this one over. Yep. They're still pissed about 1776. Yeah. And, then and the War of 1812. To win. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah. they're still very upset. Uh, so, Stevie, before we go too far, is there something you want to get to that you've been uh, even you know have to release on on Chubstep? You know, I was curious just thinking about it today. I was catching up on some Chub. Steve, who would your choice if you were to do a movie review of one actor be? Mm. Oh, that's that's a tough one for me. I could tell you mine if you want to think about. It. Yeah. yeah, you go. You go yours. I'll I'll bring you. I'll bring mine home. Who's Who's your guy? I thought I thought of two. Uh, I guess one. If I were to sit down and watch every actor's filmography, it wouldn't even be a dis, uh, decision. I would choose Michael Shannon immediately, uh, Michael who Shannon. I consider to be the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> Very interesting. Absolute. Choice. Absolute legend. If you watch him in anything, he's amazing. Uh, Lex Luthor? With it, does he what? What about Lex Luthor as Lex Luthor? No, he played General Zod. Oh, this guy. I didn't know his name, but I like him. I like him a lot. If you're not familiar with him, just search Michael Shannon's sorority video on YouTube. I'm not. No. <laughs> oh, Michael uh, Shannon. I was I was confused. Oh, no. I was thinking, I watched who was I thinking of? <laughs> Where he reads the letter or the email that was sent to the sorority. Oh, I was thinking God. of Michael Sarah, I think. <laughs> I will I will cunt punch That's... you. <laughs> if you're reading this right now and saying to yourself, OMG, Becca, I've been having so much fun with my sisters this week. Then punch yourself in the face right now. So that I don't have to fucking find you on campus and do it myself. You have 361 days out of the fucking year to talk to sisters, and this week is not. I fucking repeat. Not fucking one of them. This week is about fostering relationships. Now, Michael Shannon okay, is Michael Shannon. Boardwalk Empire. He's the best part of it. Okay. Um, he's... He, I watched this movie called Pottersville where he plays... This guy who 
works in a general store around Christmas and he finds out his wife is a furry. So he dresses up as a gorilla to try and impress her when he's blackout wasted. And the next day he wakes up, doesn't remember anything, and everyone thinks Bigfoot visited the town. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the plot of the movie. Oh, my God. But I was thinking a more apt choice for given who Jared's choosing, chosen would be Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi yeah. would be a classic, yes. And He's actually, more on brand for Chubstep. It's interesting you said that Chubstep Rosalie uh, was recommending multiple times that I do Steve Buscemi. That's who she He's wanted. a good guy. He'd be a good one. Billy Bob's an interesting choice. What about, what about Christopher Walken, too? Like... I figured you would have went down that road because you do a great Christopher Walken impression. That's true. Uh, Christopher Walken is one that that I could do uh, if I cho- chose, but I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I uh, <laughs> I see. That's Jay. That's a talent. All right. Most, most people, people sound can like do, an idiot. Everybody can do Christopher Walken. There was a whole SNL skit where everybody on SNL Not, was doing Christopher Walken. Oh and yeah, everybody on SNL. Like they have to audition where they freaking imitate people. I feel like a little boy who's lost his first tooth, put it under his pillow, waiting for the tooth fairy to come. Only two evil burglars have crept in my window and snatched it before she could get here. Wait a second. Do you understand the concept of the tooth fairy? That's a, yeah. Those guys <laughs> those guys have a couple of skills. Most people cannot do a Christopher Walken. <laughs> I do I do think though if you did Christopher Walken like in the last fifteen years or so, you'd probably watch a lot of shitty movies. That's the thing. That's the thing that I'd be worried because he is in so many movies and there are for sure a ton that are be really bad. I yeah. and Christopher Billy Walken, Bob's got a pretty tight filmography. He does and and because he didn't start acting until he was later on. And I and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's gonna be some bad ones in there. But it just I kind of went with a guy that just has a strong personality and like a very unique type of person. Like like Goldblum is very Goldblum. Fraser was just more of like a a personal thing. A personal thing from my, my childhood. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. More like a childhood. Uh, like a lot of the movies I loved growing up were Brendan Fraser movies. And you saw him in the loincloth, and you. Uh, I had my first sexual experience an watching *Georges of the Jungle*. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not true, but. Uh, <laughs> sure. Was, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what my rational. But so, Steed, what was your? What did you say your answer was? Well, uh, I would go with. I, I figured this out right after I said I couldn't think yeah. of it, but I would go Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay, <laughs> he is he is the most talented non-American actor. Um, goddamn, he can do the splits like nobody else. I made it my goal. So this is uh sidetrack but when i went to korea in the army all our higher ups are like you gotta like accomplish something while you're here you gotta like better yourself somehow like whether it's working out or studying blah 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 and i'm like i want to do the splits like jean-claude van damme (laughs) that was my goal (laughs) so every time they talk about it i just bust down and try and do the splits how close did you get uh still pretty far off but i did i gained some 
Again, some inches downward. Okay. I would like an updated yeah. picture if you could set up like a timer picture and and get one of how far you can go in the splits. I so I can, if I I might be able to in two months I'd say I could do a full split. <laughs> so you're gonna start right again. Now. Yeah. yeah, I'll start again. Two, give me two months, I will do a I'll do some type of split. So maybe like ten years ago, maybe as long as that, maybe fifteen years ago, we were having a Super Bowl party and my grandma was there. And my grandma goes to do the splits because she could do them in her youth. And I don't know how it came Ooh. up. And anyway, it ended up bad. Uh, <laughs> at a certain point. Grandma ripped in half. Yeah, she ripped in half. Grandma, I know I have two grandmas on that side of the family. <laughs> uh, but at some point, your body doesn't, <laughs> doesn't hold up the same, especially if you haven't done it in a while. So how, how old sometime. was she? How, or how old? She was probably in her 60s at that point. Maybe seventies. She's up there. Yeah, she's up. So, uh, I'm not. I wasn't sure, but I just remember well, experience. Have you seen the Jean Claude Van Damme Volvo commercial yes. where he yes. does the splits on top of two moving yes, semi trucks? It's very impressive commercial with Enya in the background as a soundtrack. Because that is the most impressive commercial slash piece of film I have ever seen. Well, here's a little fun fact with Jean Claude for you. I don't know if you know this fun fact. Uh, steed but um there is a movie called kickboxer vengeance which is oh, yeah. on netflix right now I, there was not netflix as of like a couple months ago i don't know if it still is now but there's multiple scenes in that movie where i am my voice is heard in the background of the crowd chanting for these fight scenes that are going on really wow yes. how do i not know this uh, i knew i knew jared was involved in this i didn't know that fun fact yes i actually there's a there's a fight scene at the very beginning where Dave Batista kills a guy. Spoiler: This happens oh, in the first like ten minutes of the movie. Um, all the all the fight scenes that you're you, all the big fight that he fights with David Batista, the the littler guy that's not David Batista. I am like all of his voice of the the grunts and all the breaths and all that stuff. That's me that you hear doing the fight noises can, in that movie. Can you give us an example right now, uh, just so that people can? Uh, uh, that's what you did? Yeah, like, I did like that for the guy that's not Dave you Batista. You did. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 I was expecting to hear the Mamma Mia soundbite. <laughs> oh, baby. Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Yeah, Batista. <laughs> I loved you in Guardians. And then you just punch him. <laughs> Davey, Davey. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Tung Po in the movie. That's uh, Dave Batista's character. So, anyway, that's uh, yeah. Go ahead, check check that out, Steve. If you're a big, I didn't know you were a big uh, Van Damme fan. Oh, huge! <laughs> I I call him Jean Claude Van Damme now, like full name. Yeah. Oh, good, good. I don't yeah. know him that well. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Yeah, that's you have to do a movie a with him choice. first to to, to to get that. <laughs> Shout out to Jetty Squad. Shout out to Jetty Squad. <laughs> no, I'd say just uh, check out Roto Baller, and uh, if you want to listen to my Rams podcast, it's called Butting Heads on Ramstalk Radio, and of course, subscribe to Chaos and Little Stevie so you can get the new episodes in your feed when they come out. Yes. Uh, I did have another grievance, though, that I remembered. Oh, I'm not right. sure if this is true, Okay. but is it the official stance of this podcast that you lose your man card if you drink wine? <laughs> um, Whoa. <laughs> uh, it, uh, yes, I have said that multiple times. It's not the official no. stance of this uh, podcast, yeah, though. 
hard disagree. Well, no, it's not the official yeah, stance of this podcast. I drink wine all the time. It's not the official stance of this podcast. It's mostly something that it, I said just every time Pat would bring up wine that I would say man card. It was more specifically to Pat to shame him, uh, but not as much. <laughs> not as because, yes, I'm actually having my brother's is one some thing and we're actually hosting like a wine tasting at my place on Thursday. So if wow. I were to do that and call man card, then, uh, I would say <laughs> that you can't really do that. That would be you know hypocritical of me. It was more of All a right, joke. Just, just had a check. Cause st- you're, it's a good, it's a good observation because I'm, I'm teetering, you know, on a, on a thin line here because Steed has talked many times about his favorite, uh, Winking Owl wine from Trader yes, Joe's. Yes, that's one of our unofficial sponsors. Unofficial Winking sponsor, Owl. Winking, Winking Costs Owl. like two fifty a bottle at Aldi, and it is the best uh, Pinot Grigio money can you buy. Can buy. <laughs> it is so good. I had a bad wine experience maybe like a month ago, so I used to just buy the big bottles of red wine that my girlfriend and I would drink, like the big fat ones, are like eight bucks. Yeah. And we didn't buy wine for a while because my parents just kept giving me bottles when I was home. And we'd always said we feared the day where we took a sip of wine and didn't like the taste because that would mean we know what good wine tastes like. Oh, yes. And that happened about a month ago. Oh. We were on vacation. We bought a big bottle and it wasn't Ugh. good. And we were like, this sucks. Ugh, that is bad. Now you're turning into a wine person. And that almost, now we is, have to, yeah, that now almost we have to might buy, be a man like, card. Right. It, well, I don't care. I, I, I'll hand the man card in. You don't have to even buy expensive wine. Just go to Aldi, get some Winking Owl. <laughs> yeah. give, give Winking Owl a shot. Than anything. Give Winking Owl a shot. I've, give it a shot. I have not tried it. Steve's been talking about this forever. I have to hear somebody else's opinion on this. There's not an Aldi like near me at all. I don't think I'm a Pinot Gris connoisseur. So well, then, I think well, then I get, like some, get some Pinot Noir then. You're good. They got they got it all. They got all the flavors. Yeah, <laughs> every Winking Owl is the of. best. <laughs> yeah, Winking Owl shot. So, yeah, perfect. Okay, well, uh, that's a good observation, uh, little Stevie. I wanted to do a quick uh, Tanzania news and then wrap up the show here. Tanzania. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that new patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi, no. it's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a wazi, it's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. This just in from Tanzania. Turns out Tanzania has been put on hold until next week. Uh, they had a couple internet malfunctions and cannot get news anywhere outside of the country. And with that, uh, they have also destroyed Jared and Stevie's internet connection, and there will be no more Chubstep for seven days. Thank you for listening. Follow me only at Steed underscore Palomino on Instagram. And the show has ended. I rest now my Now you penis. know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.